views and opinions expressed on this podcast aren't reflections of I'm Not a Rapper, MBMMC, Dollar Tree, Black Hitler, Food Stamps, Tyler Perry, KFC, and the Jewish people. Sleep, so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, president of Light Skin Club? No, I'm not the president. I'm just a sergeant in arms right now. You know, uh, we I'm have our reigning president. <laughs> <laughs> no, our reigning president is um, a Harry Belafonte. Still, you know, he, he's still in charge. <laughs> still working. You know. Uh, we have an acting vice president because our vice president right now is in custody. So, uh, uh, sorry, acting vice president now is DJ Drama. Um, cause Swiss Beats is going down for the count. It's a sad day. It's a bad time to be light skinned people. Bad time to be light skinned. But we have some guests here with us today. To my right, we have Lana Adams. I'm the uh, co-founder of Mike Check One Two. And you also have Latiana Tab, co-founder of Mike Check One Two. Or LT of Tab Management. And you have Evan Polk, uh, co-founder of nothing, because I don't <laughs> find shit. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you fuckers oh, all you know. All right, well, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I don't get yeah, I just tell jokes. That's all I do. Uh, you had Eric Blair, co-founder of his wife. Technically, that would be my dad. Fuck it, he wasn't around, so I come forward with my life. That's what we do in the rap Next. I was gonna say Kevin and Alpha. Thanks for bringing some crack. Yo, crack cocaine. But but um, oh yeah, we're joined. By Wait, did you introduce yourself? Evan. Oh, no, I did. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the captain. I'm, I'm the, president. Uh, a sergeant at arms, light skinned people, spit. Um, that's pretty much all I am at this point. <laughs> I relinquished all my other titles because I got to save light skinned people, man. We're going right. down. You know, this ship is sinking. I'm like pandas. <laughs> <laughs> like pandas. And the ball eagle. <laughs> oh, no. Philadelphia turkeys. It's <laughs> going down. But, um, yeah, we're joined by Mr. Evan Pope. For, for Epoch comedy. Um, now tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Um, would you just get my old Twitter name? Cause, yeah. Yeah, oh, my fault. <laughs> oh, excuse me. It's at uh, Evan Polk. That's yeah. it. Uh, Brandon <laughs> had to learn that uh, the hard way. Um, <laughs> stand up comic. I'm having a new show, a uh, monthly show at Laugh House every last Wednesday of the month. Um, the first one is going to be this month at Laugh House. It's called Hilarium. Um, I have a web series coming out. It's called Evan. Um, I'm working pretty hard on that one. 
Uh, we have uh, a couple people in there you'll see, like Reggie Conquest and uh, Kyle. Kyle. Thank you, Tab. And Tab, <laughs> Tab, Tab is my PR lady. She does what she needs to do in my life. She catches me when I don't know people's names. It's not that I don't know their names. It's just like sometimes you forget people's names. Um, it's probably because he's light-skinned. Because I'm like... <laughs> but, um... Yes, that's that's basically what it do right there. And, and um, your uh, your show with the Laugh House is uh, uh January twenty fifth. That's uh, yes. tonight. Yeah, uh, no, not tonight. That's uh, T- yeah, tonight. Say, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, tonight. It's this Wednesday. Which is okay. tonight. Yeah. I don't know. There's no <laughs> Yeah, she was like, no, 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 no. I thought, I'm not gonna lie. Don't even explain yourself. Just let it go. Just let it go. So she's been taking me, and I'm about to say, I don't want to pray. I don't want to pray for my show. You good? No, we here. I know we here. I'm about to get the T bowl. I got it. Like, you need your phone, you need text messages or something. It's charging. All right, let's go. All right. It's tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So, how long you been in comedy? I've been doing comedy for about three years now, I'd say. Um, a lot of bumps in the road, but it's been been three years, three long years. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. About before next month, actually. Um, yeah, that's about it on that one. I mean, it's fun. I like it. I don't know if you guys, what you guys do other than just this, but when I do comedy, I like literally, uh, I, I like to see joy on people's faces, so that's what kind of got me started in it. Um, actually, start, actually, when I started comedy, I started at uh, Millersville, and I was hosting stuff mm. like um, when I was in school there. And from there, I said, you know what, I'm going to take my hand and go do comedy. So on my birthday, I got really drunk. I'm talking ripped out of my mind. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to go stand up there and tell some jokes. And you know what, surprisingly enough, I did well. Um, then after that, the last eight shows I did, I got I bombed so badly. Um, <laughs> I didn't get it. Put it this way: you know you're doing bad when you don't get booed and people start having other conversations. <laughs> like somebody else with a guy, somebody's like, "You changed that baby pamper before you left." I was like, "Did you change it? No, you need to be up there. You need to practice, sir. Working yourself. I'm like, Jesus, you're not even listening." I was like, "You know what? You focus on what you do. I'm still keep going." I was like, "Cause at least at least I'm not getting booed enough to say it's going to hurt my psyche, but it just, they really just didn't pay no attention. So I either figured it was me and my voice or." Maybe I'm just not good enough, and I just figured out I'm just gonna keep going until I get it. And eventually, I caught on to it. Okay, cool. What was your worst show? Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, are <laughs> uh, you want you want you want one worst show, or do you want like oh, no, you pure bottom <laughs> worst show? Okay, all right. I was I was courting a woman at the time, and um, she said she wants to come see me perform because she didn't believe I was able to tell jokes on stage. So I said, all right, cool, no problem. Yeah, nobody told me to. This is when I realized I had to stop drinking to go up on stage, and I went up there. And what I mean, I told absolutely no jokes. I got, I got, it got to the point the host came up there and put his arm around me oh. and said, he's, "He's he's better than this." And he started rubbing my back. Oh, I felt man. awkward and I pushed him off the stage. <laughs> and so she's sitting there, she's just watching this in her mind. This is the greatest show she's ever seen because she thinks this is a part of my act. Yeah. And I'm bombing. And finally, I start telling jokes and nobody's laughing. It's probably a room, probably like I say about. 250 people and somebody was like yo get the off the stage dog like I'm just, sitting oh, just like are you serious I was like it's not that bad I'm telling the jokes but normally tell these jokes to get legs like no it's too late dog get off the stage <laughs> right now so dude walks over to the stage and like holds his hand off of me and I grabbed him <laughs> and 
when I realized I was holding this man's hand, <laughs> so I feel like you know, it can't get no worse than this. And actually, that's not the worst show. That's the worst show I did, but there has been worse, like ten times worse. I actually passed out on stage midway through my set. I wasn't nervous. I just didn't drink anything or eat, so I went from oh, one extreme from drinking to not doing anything. And I was up there, and I was in the middle. I was like, "Sorry, everybody," and I fell out. And they dragged me outside and left me on like it was that laugh house too. And they dragged me outside and left me by the pole. And my mom had to come pick me up. It was horrible. On South Street. And the guy who actually dragged me out, he doesn't do comedy anymore, I don't think, but he dragged me out and he just looked at me and was like, you, just go home. Just don't ever come back. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to see you <laughs> again. Just go home. And I was like, I just, I just, I started, I ain't crying nothing like that. I'm so weak. <laughs> I couldn't do it. In my head, I wanted to get it out. I was like, I just want to just like give up at this point. But I was so weak. I was like, I got to save whatever it is you got to get on. So I probably called my mom and she came and picked me up. She said, it's okay, baby. It's okay. You want something to eat? So we went to the Wild Wild around the corner and I'm walking in. And the dude, I swear to God, dude's at the cash register. He was like, yo, that guy was so fucking horrible. <laughs> Yeah, I started, now that's when I started letting out because I had an orange in my hand. I'm like, damn, I'm that bad. I'm car. My mom, like, it's going to be all right. It's like, no, it's was horrible. It's like, this dude sucks. It's like, he couldn't even make it through. So like, he gets up there for like three seconds and just, wow, fell out. I was like, oh, shit. He's Right, right. That's how I feel, too, because now it's like, it's like now that I don't go through that type of stuff, I reflect on that. I'm like, it cannot. Every, every time I feel like I'm going to have a bad show or something like that, I really look at him like, it can't get no worse than that. I passed out. I got. I had some man hold his hand out like you You know, come with me like like I was James Brown and I was being ushered off stage. So that like when you get when you like not when you go through trials and tribulations like that because that really wasn't. It could have been ten times worse. I look at him like it can't. I can't get. It's not gonna get no worse than that. So when it when it comes to stuff like that, I'm able to climb to the next level. And each time, like I think things get bad. Yeah, you just look at that and you just <laughs> <laughs> it can't, be worse, can't be no worse than that no <laughs> well, well like who are your uh, your inspirations like like who did you look to when you were you know who like, like who did you watch be before you got into comedy and who do you study uh, okay who I used to watch before I got into mm-hmm. comedy um, Eddie Murphy uh, my favorite uh, stand up is Delirious um, that was his first stand up you know when he had the, the red jumpsuit he did ice cream and all that and that was the greatest like uh that was the greatest uh, stand-up I've seen because that was his, he was like, what, 21 when he did it? Yeah. And he just went in and he, all that stuff, he, yeah. you know, he did it for a long time. He mm-hmm. said, this is Jim do. You guys are going to love it. I'm going to do impressions. I'm talking about my family. And I'm going to give you a little bit of my world. And then mm-hmm. when he came out raw, I'm not saying he did bad on that one, but he just couldn't follow up Delirious. So yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like that. That's what I'm going to do. And then, like, now I started following, like, people that you just don't seem to look at. Like, I get my, not my jokes or anything like my my people that I actually watch is like uh uh McFar- Zeph McFarlane, you know the guy that created Family Guy. Yeah. Him, he was a comic, he was so shitty. And he'll tell you he was like I was so shitty. It was so horrible. I had absolutely no reason, no business being in comedy, but I decided I'm gonna make cartoons. Yeah. So that's what he did. Yeah. Him, uh the late uh Patrice O'Neill, he was he was a monster. Yeah, Patrice was a um I have to say uh to Ray um, who's a mentor of mine? Uh, Spank, a mentor of mine. Um, and uh, who else? Uh, oh, Bill Burr and um, uh, Sam Sam Kennison. Okay. 
Yeah, a lot of like a whole lot of kind of like he he he, like, he spawned the genre and then abandoned it. Like, yes. okay, I'm a curse, and now I'm not gonna do that anymore. Yeah, and everybody else followed him when he started yeah. and never came back around. That was quite original. No, that's not to say you know I'm not a big fan of the Richard Pryors and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when you say people that inspire me, because those are people who inspired them. Yeah. So I have to say. I can't say he inspired me to do that because he really didn't. These guys watching him, getting, them getting inspired by him, inspired me to do so. Yeah. So I can honestly say, if I've never seen Richard Pryor, I probably would never watch him because these guys were talking about him so much. I had to watch him. I yeah. had much of a choice. And you came from that, then you had Red Fox. It was like a ladder. Then before that, you had Moms Maybe. It's like a bunch of people to follow after. Not so I can't, I don't even go by the generation I've seen. I can't say people I, I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I was down. Um I can't even think uh, Down by uh, Sabrina's Cafe They have like this uh, There's a store down there They sell like old records I had never heard Oh like Bill Cosby curse before I knew like Bill Cosby From the Cosby show The Coogee sweaters And all of that mm-hmm. yeah, Like the big house The doctor Coogee And Yeah And I put that album on I said What the fuck Like this yeah. <laughs> This shit is hilarious I never I never Who's like Like uh, what happened to the little white kids and the chairs and saying funny stuff? I'm like, what, like, what, like it's, it's not the same Bill Cosby. That was Kevin. Kevin uh, was one of those kids. You said the darnest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't say the darnest thing. He used to prep us before. <laughs> you were going to say you yeah. love cats. Like and then Bill Cosby on like for four hours. Then I'll get back in. It's like the show's about you guys. <laughs> So, um, besides your show tonight, uh, what do you have that's, that's coming up that you're working on? Um, mainly my web series at this point in time. Um, it's about me. I'm a comic and uh, I'm struggling and I'm with my friends and they're trying to help me out. I got a girlfriend in the series and she's just like a typical girlfriend who, you, you know, you can't really talk to women and she <laughs> just goes off on me from time to time. Yeah. Like, we have, I have this, this this one episode I'm trying not to let the cat out the bag but we're arguing to the point where it's like uh, are you serious and you know how fellas we have this tendency to make sense now I'm not saying women don't make sense <laughs> I'm just saying when we make sense it should be the say all end all it, it really would just be like okay so you want me to get you something to drink I don't want nothing to drink now I just wanted it I want you to know that you should have thought of me when I went but you didn't want nothing to drink so why are you worried about that you knew I was getting up that's basically the whole argument we're having in this episode and it's like it's like it's to the point now. It's like I'm starting to notice that when it comes to the opposite of sex, just shut up. Just shut up. Don't say nothing. A lot of pressure here. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Shut up. Let's come to the. I'm proud of you. Take a walk. I've come to the realization because I'm going through it personally in my own personal life. So I'm starting to understand. The less I say. Yeah. The smoother, it'll, the smoother go. it'll go, but still, the less I say, the worse it'll go. You don't yeah, want me to say something, but you always want to say something. You just gotta know when. By saying nothing or by saying anything. Like I got That's, to. Like I don't know about you guys. Like when you guys get to it, arguments with women, you you say something, and then she wants you to say something, but you know not to say something. <laughs> I say to them. I do it all the time. Yeah. I say to her. She argues when I say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby, you want some? All right, yeah, come back. Okay. <laughs> like we have arguments over, like if I'm paying attention or not. See, me personally, God gave me ears 
So just in case I went blind, I can still hear you. <laughs> and I'm trying to show her I'm playing Madden, I'm playing a game. She says, are you listening to me? I said, yes. You said you want me to wash the dishes, uh, make the bed, uh, make sure I vacuum the floor. Everything is all ship shape, coop aesthetic. Now, in her mind, I didn't hear that because I didn't face her and look at her physically. That's right. But there's a there's double-sided sword. Now, when that's I talk right. and I say something to her like, Hey, I need you to do me a favor. All you have to do is could you just iron my pants for me? Now I'll get out the shower. My pants are still wrinkled. I made eye contact. <laughs> I made sure and you you nodded your head. You left the door. I text you, I tweeted you, I put it on Facebook. I put it put on Twitter, my baby about to iron my jeans. I can't wait to get out the shower. <laughs> <laughs> So when I get out, I'm like, you didn't iron my jeans. You didn't ask me to iron your jeans. Yes, I did. Look at your Twitter. You see your Twitter. <laughs> I, I know you checked your Twitter. Twitter. I know you checked your Twitter. You, you asked such that. You still checked your Twitter. You responded back, okay. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, then at the end of the day, now I don't get, I got wrinkled jeans. And now you mad because you you think I didn't speak up loud enough or I didn't say it right. I was watching Beyonce. No, you wasn't. The TV wasn't even on yet. <laughs> Go through it all the time. So I'm really just understanding, like, fellas. If you, when you listen to this, just shut up with your lady. Don't say nothing. And if you do have to say something, say the minimum. Yes, no, and I don't know. That, I swear, I'm living with that. Yeah, 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 no, don't do that. I understand. That's a good thing to say. That's a good thing to say because even if you don't, it just makes me feel better at the time. I'm lying. Yeah, but that's yeah. Exactly. Well, we'll worry about that later. But, but right now, I need I need to feel reassured right now. I don't think. I but think you don't you, want us to lie to you. You come back to no. me two right. hours later. This is why I don't understand that. I'm, like, I'm trying to make your life easier. I'm just saying, yeah. Just to be no, I'm, I'm I don't want you to do yes, yes, I'm yes. I agree with Lena. All the way for Lana. Right, but you know her name. I know. about women and he said the reason why he was able to last 40 years in the marriage because he lied his ass off <laughs> and I figured you know what if I'm going to make it even close to 40 years maybe even two days I'm just going to lie so I started I started lying and eventually caught up to me and I figured what's done in the dark is going to come to the light so she asked me a couple of days I'm a big sneak fan I love sneaks I collect them I, I do whatever to them Oh, dear. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just saying. So I don't do what you don't do. I don't do what I don't see. Look, you give me the eyes. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Clear this up. What you do with everything? What you do with everything? That's a crazy. I deal in the fine art of shoes. So, in her mind, I'm supposed to have, I have this closet. I have this big closet. I got a lock on it, everything. I can lock myself into this closet and enjoy life without her. I can live in this little, little, little. It's like no bigger than a casket standing up and up. So I'm standing in here and she'll ask me, you know, do do I wear any of these shoes? Now some of them I got a whole bunch of them I haven't even touched. Now I say I've worn every shoe in there. I'm just saying it to give her peace of mind. Now she went in my shoe closet Open up the box and then looked and was like, "You've never worn these." And I could you tell? She's like, "Cause the bottom has no dirt on them and I can lick them." I'm like, well, "First you just I'm like, so why would you lick my bottom? Of my shoes? <laughs> Who's shoes? Why did you do that? Were you bored? Exactly. Like, Beyonce was it on? <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that lying is going to get you too much further. But if I tell you the truth and you don't want to hear it, that's another story. That's that's all. <laughs> that's some completely different. Like, do I look nice in this? Yeah, you look nice. No, your voice oh, went up. When your voice goes <laughs> <laughs> up, 
together. Yeah, so get all the stuff in there. But then if I tell her she don't look nice in that, she gonna say, "Oh, so you think somebody?" Well, I don't have those. I don't ask. No, yeah, I don't ask questions. I don't want no answers to. Exactly. It's no that question. That's why I don't give the answers. I don't want to, you know, hear the bitch in that. Yeah, Oreos. I be telling like. I just take the trash out. I keep the trash out. <laughs> he came and picked me up. He was like, what are you doing? Take the trash out. She asked me a question. <laughs> you, think, yeah, baby, you, think, you think I smell good today? Over you like this. Because <laughs> you went to sleep. Exactly. Like that. You are where we are now. That's exactly. how we got here. We're trying to figure out problems. You answer questions. Figure out. Figure out. <laughs> Frederick Douglass. Lindsay <laughs> Hughes. Oh, God. Just let it be. <laughs> oh, man. So, what has, like, how has comedy, uh, you know, affected your life? And, like, uh, 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 um, besides in relationships? Uh, affected my life in a great a positive way because before I actually dabbled like got into comedy I actually just dabbled in just everything whether it was psychology finance I, I couldn't I had no direction of where I was going so once I started comedy I sat down and said you know what and once I figured out I could do it that's when I said you know what I can do this and this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life I knew it the whole time since I was like six and it just I didn't know how to do it so eventually once I figured out how to do it and I said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. So it, it affected me positively t- positively because I create more. It's allowing me to let out what's in my head or what I see or what's in my heart just out. And I, I don't feel pent up anymore. Like, if I'm stressed out, take it to the stage. That's beautiful. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it. Are you going to snap? I was like, yes. Yeah, it's, it's deep. Uh, so, so were you like the class clown or... Uh, yeah, I had a, it was a, I was a class clown for the most part. Um, I I don't know if he will hear this. I hope that he does. Um, there was an award <laughs> given out in our senior year for the class clown uh, finance of the year, and my friend Cody got so angry with me. He stopped talking to me for like years on end, <laughs> and he said he should have won. To this day, he still brings it up. He said I still should have won that dog, and I'm looking at you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the right person won. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure they didn't make a mistake. Sure, cause, because if you look like I know you would have did nothing, but you just got it. I mean, in your mind, you still would have had the plaque on the wall. Funny. <laughs> yeah, I was funny. was funnier than you. You do this, but I'm always going to be funnier than you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, over your head. like, you just gonna keep holding. So I think like like that, like doing it in school is kind of fun like to do so at the same time I have to say it was a class clown I got kicked out of class a lot like it got to the point where I had this uh, Spanish class he did not let me come to class for the whole year it was the whole first two weeks he said stay out don't worry about it go to the office we'll work on this a little bit later I'm dead serious (laughs) oh he had heard of you um yeah and and I went to Catholic school so before class we would pray and we would say it in Spanish and I would just jack this prayer (laughs) Like it was like it's cool. It's going these days. It's going. It's going now. Like, yeah. what, what school? Rest in peace, West Catholic. Oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah, it's gone. Uh, he 
he made sure like I would say something like La La Ferrari and Bango to Bango and he would kick me smooth <laughs> I would never make it I would never make it through That's the prayer like, it, it would get to the point I would be praying stand out we pray and he would come tap me on the shoulder like just, just go and one, eventually I stopped praying I would just stay there and just stand he was still tapping. So, <laughs> it's kind of school. Rule one. Don't exactly. mess with the prayer. Don't mess with the prayer. Either you do what he, you know what, either you do what he don't. And I was like, wait a minute, what if it's not murder? I don't care. Just get out because I know you're going to say something. <laughs> Just go. He was right. He was right. That whole day, that was my play field. Like, especially in chemistry. What? Chemistry? I just oh, love that man. class. Iron Bronze. Never made it do that class either. Kicked me off for about a month. <laughs> like, stay out. We'll figure this out. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Man, we did all types of stuff in chemistry class. Our chemistry teacher went on a run, so we had had like all sorts of. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Was what? Was Shit, dope shit, dope shit. And I'm here. I'm like, yeah. 
We keep it that. We keep it that. The question is, and we're back? Now, please correct me on the date. December 9th. 9th. There was a panel discussion at uh, St. Joe's University Mm -hmm. on the portrayal of of, uh, the African-American women in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. It was led by Miss Lana Adams and Miss Latiana Tag, who we have present. Hello. A little recap for us. For those of you niggas that didn't come, oh, wow. <laughs> you should have been there. <laughs> but no, the thing is, you will know why he called you a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to tie all in. For somebody that showed up late, you didn't know. <laughs> 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 you showed up on CP time. Oh, man. I'm going to say, well. You like skin people. <laughs> <laughs> you know this. Martin was Somewhat brown, dark. It was a table brown. Right, it was table brown. This, uh, table brown is our thing. Not paper bag brown. Yeah, it's table we, brown. We, we come to the 20, 2012. We do table brown. We got a We have a We're getting off topic. All right, we get off topic. Let's go. Oh, just This is okay. So the portrayal of the African American woman in the entertainment industry. Latiana and myself decided to host this panel because we didn't feel there was a platform to discuss these issues. So it was moderated by Dr. James Peterson of uh, MSNBC and Lehigh University and Moshe Loren of WRMB. So we had Joyce Shabazz, who is an educator. We had Conrad Moore, who is an anti-oppression lecturer, educator. So we had two educators. We had Jade Austin. She's from Philadelphia. She's an R&B singer. We also had Shahid Rucker. Of, um, he has a nonprofit, profit Makers organization. And we also had um, Chad Fain. AKA C. Diddy. He is a um, radio co host of a local radio station. He also news, um, recently has a record label. Record label. It's yes. Just, uh, just like us. People like us. People like us. People like us. Right. People like us media. Um, there was supposed to be a six person or six person. She was actually, or she is a video <laughs> dancer, model, something, but she didn't show up. So. We had five people. So she was video vixen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, vixen is a... Sh- <laughs> yes. She was a video... <laughs> she she calls herself a, a, um, a tattoo model. That's what she calls herself. Because oh, okay. she has a lot of tattoos. Oh, that's interesting. She models them. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah. So the conversation, it basically, it touched on a lot of issues about... We started with a, a clip from Love & Hip Hop. And we just kind of let everybody watch that. And then the audience was ready to talk about it. But we, we went to the panelists first. And we also had a clip from um, Candy Burrs from Real Housewives of Atlanta. She was kind of addressing what our whole topic was about. So about how um, if black women who are on reality shows, if it's their responsibility to feel like that they're um, bearing a burden of portraying what black women are like. So her explanation... Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree with you. I'm just with you. <laughs> she didn't feel that she should be held responsible for an entire representation of an entire race. And we talked about that with, mm-hmm. the, with the panel as well. And one of her points was, you know, if you had a camera following you for 24-7, like, you would be doing some crazy, it would catch you doing some crazy things too. So she's like, I don't feel like I should be responsible for the entire gender and the entire race. Yeah. Um, so we started out like that. What else do we, um, the biggest, I think that one of the most, the biggest issues or 
the conversation kind of exploded with the whole whose responsibility is it. It was a question that was asked of the moder- from the moderators was whose responsibility is it to first first who ha- who holds who? the first la- level of responsibility in uh, respecting right respecting a it was woman? about the topic was cou- um, couched around like video video girls or you know women who are in videos rather and who bears the first responsibility of re- of respect or disrespect is it the women who are in the video should they respect themselves first or is it the men or whomever who has them in the videos men women who should respect them first so that kind of did they exploded the conversation so there were uh, actually the Conrad Moore he made a statement that if a woman is if you're a man any self-respecting man that was raised by in most cases for a black man a black woman it's your responsibility first because he said if, if there's a woman standing in front of him shaking her behind with no clothes on who is he not to... I'm, I'm gonna okay, so he's there, like, right? you know, you're a black man, you respect your mom, you respect your aunt, you respect your daughter, you respect all these women in your lives that you hold high and dear. It is not your responsibility for a woman who's in front of you shaking her behind, to, who's saying, please disrespect me. It is not your resp- responsibility to disrespect her. Um, so I don't know if he was making a point that it's your responsibility first, but it's sure not your responsibility to disrespect this woman who's disrespecting herself. Um, he was trying to give the men some response because the men kind of with this issue, and I think that's why a lot of men didn't come to our panel because they're like, I talked to them, and I was like, oh, you should come. Oh, portray a woman. I don't need to come to that. I actually had, yeah, yeah. I had a really, really bad is, a, is like hyping it up. But I was calling one. We were still looking for venues to have it at, and I talked to a recreation center director of a place, a rec center in West Philadelphia. Called them, you know, explaining like, oh, this is what is, this is what we're going to do, and this is the topic. And first he's like, well, how did you, why are you even calling me? How do you know about the rec center? I'm like, I grew up in a neighborhood. This shouldn't be, this shouldn't be even a question. If somebody wants to hold an event, you should be like, oh, that's exciting. Somebody wants to come to my little place that nobody comes to. That's kind (laughs) of, but that's how he was saying it to me. Like, why do you even know about this? And why my center? So kind of had to explain. I grew up around here. I've been here, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he, um, so I told him, okay, this is what the topic is going to be about. We're going to be talking about, we're going to have a panel of people. These are going to be our moderators. We're going to be talking about portrayal of women in the Afri- black women in the entertainment industry. And one, he said, well, you, he kind of, from jump, he didn't really want us to have it there. He's like, oh, it's going to be kind of small. How many people are you expecting? You don't want to hear. Okay. And then I was like, well, even if we can't have it here, would you still like to come out? I can, once we get a um, location finalized, I'll contact you with your email address. And he's like, no, I don't think I, I will want to come. And I'm like, oh, okay, you could even pretend it. Like, just, yeah. just, just to be, exactly. So he's like, no, I'm probably not going to come today. I was like, oh, because he said something like, oh, I'm not going to be, didn't you say it was like for women? I was like, no, I didn't say it was for women. I yeah. said it was a, we were talking about women. And <laughs> listening, no, it's seriously, it's, it's amazing as soon as you hear women, African, black women, it's like, oh, no, I'm that's not cool. coming. Like that, I got that response from so many guys. Like, and I oh, think I that's, that's, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But so he's like, no, it's about women. I said, no, oh, it's for women, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that's not what I said. Um, he was like, well, I'm not going to be no black man in that room. So it could be male bashing, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, but it's not about you. I was like, this is. I was like, it's not going to be any male bashing going on, nor is a topic about you. So that is not even where it's going to go. And kind of we, and I kind of just dismissed him. I'm like, okay. But what was scary to me is he's a recreation center director, so you are in charge of mentoring our kids and in charge of programming for our kids, and you're just put off just because I said it's about this. It just was like no. So that that's very scary to me. Uh, that's one of the major issues that is with it, and that goes back to, to the topic of you know responsibility. Even if he thought it was going to be some 
uh, some type of male bashing thing, then why not go represent you know the positive men? Why be a coward about it? Right. Yeah, well, like, right. <laughs> like unless you feel like you are you know a part of who they're talking about, then yeah. Of then why would you be bashed? Yeah. Yeah, and we also, I mean, we even spoke to our panelists and said, you know, this is not going to be an opportunity for anybody to be targeted. So as as an audience member, we don't want any of you all to be uncomfortable because we sure don't want our panelists to be uncomfortable because we want to be able to do this again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want people to come in there, you know, start telling. You know, all their personal business because it's not about, you know, the uh, individual person, it's about the whole. Exactly. So that was, so like Lana said, like that was a, a huge discussion point about the whole, about the disrespect. And well, the bearing of responsibility of respect. Oh, and then we talked about the role model thing. Like that's similar to what we just said, but um, Jade was saying that she's an R&B singer and she has little girls watching her. So she feels like it is her responsibility to be a role model no matter what. And you know, you have a lot of artists that say, I'm not a role model. Even I think, was it Charles Barkley? Charles yeah, that said it. And just that, that issue. And she was like, I am. Once I decide I'm going to be in the public, and I agree with that, you are a role model. So that was another big... And you saying that you're not a role model makes you more of a role model. Yeah. Like Alan Iverson said that he wasn't a role model, but but he changed the whole league around. So, of course, he's going to be a role model. Mm -hmm. People are going to look up to people that... Uh, you know, stand out. It's people not wanting to bear any responsibility. And just because you're a role model doesn't mean that you are expected to raise someone else's children or anything. It's like you're in a public sphere, so people are watching you. So you need to hold some responsibility to your behavior. People also need to look at you like you're a human. Like, you know, people are going to make mistakes and all Mm -hmm. sorts of stuff. But, so it's like a... It's two sides that we need to look at. Look at it like we shouldn't be damning these people because of certain decisions that they make. But they also need to... Once you make this decision to go to be public, then, you know... Be careful about your behavior or things that you say. Just be mindful. And you're responsible for how the media portrays you. Because, like, one of the issues I have with, like, the whole LeBron James thing is that whole... Like, it's nothing wrong with saying you're a king. But to say, to they kind of make him superhuman, I feel like, the media. So then to, to be the superhuman and say, I'm human, it's kind of like, well, no, you're not. Because you just said... Yeah, but you're king James. And I'm just saying... <laughs> yeah, I'm just using him. But there's a lot of artists that like that. They make themselves this image, and then they get upset when they do something. It's like, well, you can't really blame people for it's thinking like, that. It's like uh, Tim Tebow. Like, people look at him, and they, they're waiting for the fallout for this guy. Um, this guy is actually, genuinely, that's how he is. Like, yeah, he, he mm-hmm. wears religion on his sleeves, and he's, he's, he's looking to be that person. Like, oh, I'll, I'll tend to the sick people, and I'll, I'll, I'll be a positive role model for children. At the end of the day, like, people are looking for him to fall. So, with yeah, we, people saying, I don't want to be, a, I'm not a role model, they're taking the, if I fall down and do something, out of yeah. the hands, so like I told you, I wasn't a role model. Exactly, right, right. Yeah. Right. So I definitely under, I understand like why people would try to shy away from it. But even taking it out of the public, out of the like grand public sphere, like we should, we should all take the responsibility that we are somebody's role model. Even yeah. if you're only just your little yeah. sister or yeah. your little cousin or the girl down the street or the boy down the street, there's always someone Somebody looking. Looks up to you. So even well, if, if you're gonna do your dirt, like you know, keep it. They don't really need to know everything that's going on in your life. Like it burned me up. I work. I worked at a um an overnight camp for four years, and like certain certain counselors just didn't get it. Like just all right, we all living in the same space together and all this, but these children don't need to know what you're doing when you're not in that space. You need to be a counselor. Yeah. They don't need to know that you're the human. Like, oh, I like this person down there. That's not that's not where we're going. Exactly. Just like when you're a teacher, while you're in school, you're responsible for these children. And as soon as and that's your role. Whatever you do outside of school, and you know, uh, at like three o'clock or whenever school is over, all right, that's your personal business. But but that doesn't need to be 
or you know known by your students because that takes away their respect level from okay. your students. Exactly, because I mean, think about when you were young. If you saw your teacher at the market, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. they're, 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 they're human. They, they go shopping. Yeah. I don't like that now. Exactly. Like, That's my fifth grade teacher. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna mind her because you really. Yeah, I think about like this. Yeah, like this, those because you know it's always like when you said who do you admire, who do you look up to, and I'm like honestly, I I didn't grow up looking up to these people who are on TV. It's like um. I love my grandma. <laughs> like all corny, but it's like, but that's who, but yeah, that's who I looked up to. Mm-hmm. She was the one who taught me. She modeled, behaved like that. That's yeah. who I look to. Yeah. Um. This this uh the school in North Philly I volunteer at. Oh, yesterday I went to David Buster's and I saw two of my students and they're like, "What are you doing here?" I'm yeah. like, "What are you, you doing?" Here? <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, but but we just see you in the school." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't live there." Don't <laughs> exactly. <my> exactly. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, I'm in eighth grade now. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting old. They're like, yeah, well, well, well you got to come back and visit us again. I'm like, all right. That's <laughs> but that, that makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm like, yeah. I got to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't be all partying here together. Hey, what's the age for this place? I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, what time of night was this? Yeah. <laughs> but over, I think overall um, for the panel, it was a really great experience. Just in general, we got a lot of positive feedback. But I know for Lana and I personally, it was very, um, like, Satisfying, gratifying. Yeah. We, we just felt proud of ourselves. To, like, check ourselves. Like, did we just do this? Because it came literally from a Twitter thing, and we were like, we weren't pleased with how people, black people, black women, were being talked about on Twitter, and we just got mad enough to do something about it, and we actually did it. So for us, it was it was an achievement. I'm actually glad I used saw. those reality TV, those two particular reality yeah. TV shows, because yeah. I, I, it's not that I can't stand reality TV show. I, I really can do without it, but. That those two in particular, I think they just put a, a nice little jade on uh, African American women, like a nice yeah. one. It's like you're looking at them, you're you're tuning in because you know these girls gonna fight, and yeah. call each other and names, bad girls club, and, and then you got your, your, your bad girls club, same thing, and it'd be the twins, and they're like, look at that, we're twins, like. I'm but see, twins. I don't know, I can't put, <laughs> yeah. but I can't put bad girls club, love and hip hop, and no, Real Housewives yeah, no, 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 on the yeah. same no, on the same yeah. level no. because I think what. For these those these conversations about the love and hip hop and the Real Housewives and all, all of those sort of things, we want to talk about all the beef that goes on, but we're not talking about the real life life stuff that goes on in their in, in their lives that are portrayed. Because what we remember are these fights. Like, so are, are, don't That's we bear some responsibility that we're just remembering just remembering that those parts too? Because there's other stuff going on. Technically, they bear responsibility by putting thought and giving these shows ratings. Yeah. People, they could put these shows yeah. season after season mm-hmm. on. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's, that's probably why they're doing it. Yeah, that's true. Well, and and we'll take Love and Hip Hop for for instance. I mean, it didn't start off with you know all of these fights and everything. It took one fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and, true. And that got the most ratings. Yeah. And they started to you know to uh, to make these fake fights, and they make yeah. fight that wouldn't even fight. Uh, you can look at people and tell it's not in their character yeah. to yeah yeah uh, to do certain things, and they're just acting, and that's what gains ratings. As soon as you change the dynamic of a show into just a show about fighting, then that's all it's going to be about. It's going to be some type mm-hmm. of beef all Love the time. It's going to keep, yeah, and, and it's going to keep the people that are looking for that. Uh, Watching, uh, they'll be interested because that's what they're looking for in the first place. All, all looking it's for a business. A you got to remember that it's a yeah. business and drama sells. And you can you can talk. I mean, we we art specific was loving the black woman, but look at mob wives. Have you ever seen mob wives? Yes. I, I've seen clips, and that's, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, it's, this is crazy. This is really bad. But they don't. It's the thing. It is. And you go back to this. Is the a white woman is not that white woman on mob wives is not. Um, 
it's not seen as this, every white woman, but the black woman that's seen on Love and Hip Hop is seen as yeah. every black woman. Exactly. So that's Who's the that show, Kevin, that you said that they were protesting they shut down? Well, was that my uh, was really No, no. There was a lot of Muslims in America. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. No, 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 before that one. That when, when we were talking about our reality shows, you said that they shut down uh, this. Uh, I'm trying to think of what reality show it was. They were protesting it. It was that. It was that. It, it was, was because they wanted them to portray themselves as terrible. I think it was my wives or something. And, and yeah, it was one with a time. Something about how they were protesting Right, exactly. Women and their people portray. Oh no, it was Jersey Shore. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was Jersey Shore? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Italian. They didn't want what their people were shown in that type of way. And we talked about how how you don't see any like Asian reality shows. You don't see any. I mean, because there's. But then I want to think. I want to think about it like in a more gender like because it's like okay this is the opportunity for us to talk about how black women are portraying themselves or how we're portraying them there are not any reality shows with just black men so we can talk about like just that that element too yeah. so it's like there's always a place for there's always an opportunity for women and then black women in particular to be targeted and to be judged or to be like whatever put on this pedestal and say okay look at this is she and what do we think about her I personally don't think people watch reality shows to watch how these people are physically living. I think they watch <laughs> it to actually just have shit to talk about. Like, I mean, it's cathartic. Yeah, it is. Like, it is. Like, it is. Like, like, it is. Like, like, because, yeah. Sit at this table yeah. right now. You're like, did you see uh, Yandy on uh, Love and Hip Hop when she yeah. punched a girl in the face? And I'm like, that's now on top of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't or, know anything about who or what a Yandy was until I ever, a person that we do the podcast, DJ Notch. He was like, yeah, I only watch Love and Hip Hop for Yandy. So I'm like, all right, uh, let me see uh, oh, this Yandy person. I was like, man, you know what? I might watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, they put beautiful, like, pretty nice looking people on TV for a reason. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm but into it because I think this is just me, and I don't know if you guys think this. I think it puts a stigmatism on relationships because yeah. now you think this is how I need to treat my wife. And she also thinks that, oh, well, she gets this and that and that. Why can't you give me this, right. that, and that? Exactly. And, and the but, fact that I just don't experience, I experience this, like, like said, relationships mm-hmm. you experience stuff like this like we're looking at it well Jim Jones ran down to Florida to go give his mm-hmm. uh, girlfriend a ring no he was uh, this was staged but then yeah, you got to think but then it is that's the problem is we're comparing ourselves. We're not even being realistic about the situation that we're in. We know good and well, you might not be able, barely be able to make it to Atlantic City to, to meet me there and surprise exactly. me to do it. So we need to be realistic about what, yeah. what's going on in our lives. So if you're comparing yourself to people where you're not in your tax bracket, you ain't even go to the same school. Like, you're not even there. You're comparing yourself to them. Then the problem is you. Exactly. Yeah. Like, let's look at it as entertainment and not as modeling. Yeah. And that's like black people as a whole. It's just like Dr. King said on the boondocks. Right. <laughs> he said, like, yeah, it's like, like you, you ignorant, shiftless niggas. Like, like, like this is what, uh, this is not what he took all them ass whoopers for. It's not like all of these things. It's not, uh, it wasn't for the reality shows and for all this other stuff. And he wasn't a saint himself. And he wasn't spotless. And he didn't. He became a role model by what he was doing, not necessarily like because he wanted to be a role model. Yeah. That, that was his purpose, and I want people to follow me. He put himself on a mission, and he tried to complete that mission. He, I mean, uh, some people say that he completed it with, with, with Barack, but oh, oh, what do you think about the things that that uh, he said? Well, that his character said in that speech on the Boondocks. Uh, I don't know. It goes because. It's like a double-sided coin because you you have your African Americans that's you know doing great you know doing not what they yeah, what they supposed to do yeah. as human beings you yeah know, exactly. go to work every day go to school raise a family you know enjoy your life mm-hmm. then you have n words or as I like to call them ninjas because I refuse to say that word because <laughs> it's ignorant and 
you have these type of people that run amok, flash mobs, face tattoos, chew <laughs> <fucking laughs> one another, you know, fucking disrespecting one, pulling crystal on one. There's <laughs> random shit that that's like, Is what the fuck? Exactly. So I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, like I feel like part of that, or actually talking to the ninjas. Of you know the African American community, that shit is true because it's like yo, this is not what our forefathers fought for. Like our forefathers, like uh, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, to even go further back, Frederick Douglass. You know they not fight for this. They they fought for you know was to be free. They had a chance to have education, had a chance you know pursue a good life, pursue you know pretty much. Not to be looked at as a thing, but as a human being. Mm-hmm. But there's so many p- people out here that just take that shit for granted. Mm-hmm. As you will say, they're just too free. Yo, and that's, and, 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 and that's what I was about to say. Is It became a joke over the weeks, but I originally stated that phrase, niggas are too free, because I really meant that. Like I mean that the, oh, uh, the generations that came before us had a sense of, you know, couth. Of these, like, like... Are these generations, this pride, this yeah, legacy, don't we don't have anything it. because they always had. It's because they were always free. They were always free, quote physically and, free. I mean, yeah, they were physically free, but they're still not mentally free. And and I say that like, or they're too uh, free. These like are too physically free. They were never in, uh, you know, uh, uh, any type of captivity. All the stuff I say, and I might say it as like a joke, but I really mean that. Just, <laughs> uh, just like the other day, I said um, on Twitter that instead of sending black men to jail, and that, that you should put them in the trunk of a small car for a week. And I don't think about the shit they did. For, uh, for a week and let him think about the shit that he did. He's not going to do that no more. You put him in closet for a week. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. No, you didn't go to jail like and they learn how to be hardened criminals. More hardened criminals. And they learn more than they would in the street. Yeah, that's what's up. I would like to just say this. This is not that same being free, but they're a product of their environment. Look at it like this. Welfare was invented pretty much after World War II. Mm-hmm. The reason why welfare was invented for mothers that wasn't able to have Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, you couldn't have a father in the house. And so, and then, if you go look back at this, a lot of African-American men, you know, they grew up without their father around the, starting in the 50s, 60s, turned into, hey, you know, I have this family, I can't provide for them, but welfare can provide for you. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, I might as well go. Mm-hmm. You know, I might, I have to leave, you know, what would you do? Sit there and continue with this sinking ship? Or you jump off the ship with your raft and let them, the ship get help. And so that's what they've done. And then turn around, it turned into a generational thing. It's like generation after generation, you know, I grew up without my father, so fuck this. I'm going to leave this family, this household or this situation or whatever this was between me and this woman and go run the streets. And so it's not necessarily them being too free. It's the fact that they didn't have or then break out that mind that, 
that mind frame of just, hey, I'm going to continue being this product of my environment. I'm continue being this num this ignorant nimrod and continue to do the same thing over and over and over. It's like you have people in welfare for generations, people on this and living in projects for gener- I had friends, not to put them out there, but I have friends that have general family members all over the projects. That's like say, oh, my aunt lives in section B, and my grandma lives over here. It's like and been living here exactly. It's like this is their home. They had you go in their home. It's a picture of Jesus, Malcolm X, and Barack Obama. So it goes back to it goes back to like they don't know that they don't know because a lot of that, like you said, it's really the mental thing that hasn't gone mm-hmm. away. So the people, the little girl in the projects, has this conversation will never happen. Well, I, I it's never going to reach her. It's not going to reach her, and I think that's why we we try to do we want to do these panels, and we want her to come. As much as I want y'all to come, I want her to come. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah, sorry. And I kind of think I mean I get what you what you just said, but it's like very simplistic about it. So they're even having there there are these studies that are saying okay, well what, what's up with these romantic relationships of dis, of disadvantaged males? And they're saying okay, like are are men are they really just trying to like run away from their responsibilities? And it's like no, it's not that simple because they even found they've done these studies and it's like okay, they call it like this magical moment. All right, the mom and the dad. So they might not have been in this committed relationship, the mother and the father. But okay, we get pregnant and all right, well we're going to try to work this out at this point at the hospital they, they interviewed them at this magical moment the, the birth just happened it's like well do you intend to stay together I mean we were together but we're going to try to make this work so we're going to try to make this work you get home but then there's the, all these other things outside of the home that are even that are rocking this relationship ship up because we talked about communication it's like okay well I know that I need to provide for my family because this is what a man is supposed to do Okay, this is what people say that men are supposed to do. You're supposed to provide for your family. Mm-hmm. All right, but there's no jobs out here for me to get. So I'm trying to get this job, or I have this job, and I still can't provide. So then the the wife, girlfriend, whomever this is at home, she's like, she's beefing with you because she's hungry. These kids is hungry. You come in here. So then y'all got all these communications issues, and these communications issues, you can't have a strong relationship without having communication. But what are y'all upset about? What is this? What is the bad communication? So it's like everything, it can't, it's never that simple. And because it's never that simple, we can never, it's so hard to come to the, get the, Get some solutions. Basically, it is that simple. Because communicate. Let's, let's but we don't teach game. communication. No, but, but we don't. But I'm saying it's not that it's not that simple because there are other things that are going on as far as the, the economy that's going on outside of this home. Like, so I'm saying... Yeah. So, and yeah. That goes starts, back to... It starts at home first. Let's say, all right, here's a plan. You know, you can't get a job. You know, all right, I'll babysit. You know, you go help my uncle that has a store over here. He'll pay you. Let's, you know, let's find... Pretty much look at it like this. It takes a village to raise a child. No, people are then, utilizing man, these villages. People, let's do that. Let's have that mentality. Let's say we're a village here. You know, this family's a village. Let's find our villages aren't as strong, but people are definitely utilizing community support system because just like the example that you just said, you know that it happens. So people are doing it, mm-hmm. but it's just. It's just hard. I'm just saying that it's not as simple as men just wanting to run away from their responsibilities. I know we y'all know we know that it's not that simple because we know people who the shit has happened to them or they're experiencing is this, this is the things that they're doing and we know that it's not that simple. And what one of my my Joyce Shabazz on the panel she said that the difference is that especially young black men they don't know that there this is happening to them. Mm-hmm. So you have to you know have to, to do something about system. it. You got to know something's happened yeah. to you. Something that's systematically designed for you yeah. to fail. And a lot of times, like, you know, I'm in the hood, I'm on the block, all of that. They just still don't even know that and all of that is designed. is the block, is but, the hood. But, they, but, but the thing is, why would somebody know that this is not... 
okay, not to say that people are idiots and that they don't know that this is wrong, but it's no, like no. if you're <laughs> no, but they're everybody. Are we teaching them oppression in school? That's not what we teaching these kids. No. And guess what? And we're not what teaching. Wait, oppression or we're not teaching them about their oppression. We're not. Oh, they're okay. not being taught yeah, about their oppression. That's where I learned it from by going to high school, by going to college. Like I learned by going to right. college. You had exactly. those opportunities. You exactly. You, you're talking about high school. The high school is free of charge. I learned how many kids you wanted to see the dropout rates of? One of my favorite <laughs> subject was history. That's how I learned about you know all this information about the Great Depression, World War Two, slavery, and, it, and you know what? And it's perfect that you were listening to it because I was listening to and she was listening to. But everybody's not listening to it, and it's not just because of their own idiocy mm-hmm. or or their when own my ignorance. Is growling, my, so that's much. exactly when your stomach is growling. And you're in, and, and those right. are facts. Because if I'm going to be sitting in this, and I'm going to go all the way down to kindergarten, I'm not even going to take it up to to the high school because at some point you're supposed to bear some responsibility for your behavior and your choices. But these kindergartners, they're already they're already reaching kindergarten, they're already reaching preschool, and they're already a step behind. There's a true education gap and it goes back like you said this family because this family they might not even see the value in the books or they might not be able to feed, afford these books we got our kids are going into these pre-k pre-kindergarten classes and they learning they have they know three thousand less words than the white kids that's going in mm-hmm. so from jump there's a setback so they're going into these they're going into these kindergartens so they already set back with their language acquisition and all that sort of stuff and they fucking hungry and i can't read teach- i can't think and i'm hungry what the fuck you know, i want to learn right right and we, we, we teach survival as all the way back to slavery black families we teach survival. That's why if you look in like the, the 40s and the 30s, they was like, oh, I dropped out of school at fifth grade because I had to start working. Mm-hmm. We, It's the same thing now. It's like, why am I going to go to school when I can sit out here and make more money than some people yeah. make? You know what I mean? It's, and, and it's sad. We shouldn't teach survival. It's all bad. This generation alone just takes things for granted. And that's exactly what you were going to. They're always going to think that it's always going to be there. Like I have nephews that are lagging behind. I'm talking like I know when I talk to them, I'm like, you're in fifth grade, but you sound like you're in first grade it breaks that, my heart you are that behind that i can't even say to you like if you're still saying to me uh uh uh, uh why why instead of water and, and you're like two years old i thought you meant the story exactly you're saying that to me and i'm like literally just looking at you I'm like you got sesame street sesame street ain't the same no more mm-hmm. you got you got barney that ain't the same no more mm-hmm. like these toys they have they're so advanced did they technology savvy everything is out the window now so i'm sitting there looking and i'm 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 reading my child i'm just reading i'm like dude when you are able to read this book hopefully you'll be two or three years old and i don't have to read this to you anymore that's how i feel Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day i'm looking around i got nephews and and nieces and barely read i'm just looking at them like not that your parents are doing you a disservice. That they are, though. It's a failure of the system. What you have to see is not just one responsibility. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, that's the origin. But it's yeah. designed yeah. to do that. But it's the whole thing that's mm-hmm. around you. Like, the thing that you know, you know what the access card is, but you oh, don't yeah. know what 2 plus 2 is. You, you know those know. numbers memorized. Exactly. You know the bill number. I will always know, at the end of the day, if I can't read, I drop out. Welfare is always going to be there. Exactly. And, and that's not even true. And it's not just that. <laughs> that whole image of the welfare queen is real. They know the system so well that they will take it and make their kids disabled. Like literally yeah, say, yeah. I have a, yes. like, and, I, and I don't want to go down the list, but I, I know a child that is that is that was not deaf before he could talk. Like he could talk. Now he's deaf because his mom decided I don't want to put the eardrops in his ears. So now I know he's going to go deaf, and now I'm going to get money from the system. Yeah. Yeah. But let's yeah. talk about yeah. this about the about the. While it is true, there's always some fact and some stereotype. We know that. But that is not just 
There as many as as there are a hundred people who experience that. Who, who like you just said, the welfare queen is true, the Cadillac whomever is true. But there are so many other people where it's not true, yeah. and it's it's sad that we think like okay, so everybody everybody on welfare looks like this, and it's right. like no, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Just like every black woman on TV doesn't look like this, or they're not, or she might not even be this person that you think she is. Mm-hmm. So it's like we shouldn't be so. Even like just judgmental, like just to say, oh, they're all like this, and they all like like welfare, because that's the that's the message that I'm getting. Like welfare is so bad. Guess what? It's not because for me to have gotten to college, I needed those grants. Grants is a form of welfare. That affirmative action that was designed to help GIs from the GI Bill, that was fucking welfare too. The food that I had to get put in my stomach when I was a child because of certain things, some of that came from the excess car too. And I had the opportunities and I had the support and all this stuff where I'm not using it. But it's like, I'm not going to feel like that my family was so bad or that I am this because the system did what it was supposed to do. That's the point of That was like the success. That's supposed to be temporary. Exactly. But you know what? And there's a problem with the system because it needs to be some checks and balances. Oh, yeah. And that's what, and that's my point. It's not that, you know, that all people on, you know, welfare are bad. It's just the people that use it as a crutch. Exactly. And I continue, like Blair said, it's generations of people. And that's and it wasn't even supposed to be like that. It wasn't. I mean, it's not supposed to be like that. Temporary aid for what was it for TNA? Temporary aid for needy families. Yes, because it put mothers and families like Eisenhower invented that so it could help you know single home mothers without jobs. And you know what you said that was that's um, important. Like you said, like okay, so there's this dishonest, there's this welfare system, and then the men aren't allowed to be there. Where the system is supposed to be supportive of families is not supportive of families. So that's why like the the system is flawed as well. All of these systems are flawed. Like why don't they just come here and talk to us so we can fix their system? But it's (laughs) supposed to be supportive of families, and they're not because all right, I got my boyfriend. We're not married. And then we can talk about how marriage is, is this ideal that might just be the white person's ideal or whomever. Or the, we can talk. We can go talk about a lot of that. So I have my boyfriend, but so we need help, mm-hmm. y'all. For, I mean, we we might be working, but we need some additional help. But if he live in my house, then we don't get no help at all. Yeah, so I'm now right. we got to be lying. He can't. Yeah. If you might, because back in the day they used to come to the house and check. Oh, if I see this man draws, you gotta go. Rashad goes to the house every day. He brings his Tyler Perry movie. He's like, yeah, I have, I have a bag of Taylor Perry books. Would you like to watch? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, uh-huh, me and Tucker. Yes. <laughs> but like, what is that, Claudine? Have you ever seen the movie Claudine? No. It's the same thing. That's how I trick people. <laughs> <laughs> you real yeah, man? They have this structure now that they have to work, uh, you know, 20 hours a week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For the people that are on welfare. And they're complaining about that. <laughs> and that's <laughs> crazy. And you get to work and you get to be on welfare. Why what? Why you complain about that? <laughs> Get some food, yeah. like why I would love that. Like, free food is nothing, like but now it's to the point where they're, they're lying, like, like you said, because it's like I got a lie now. But now, this is abuse. Like, people, girls, I'll say in my hairdresser, I won't name them, but like, they're like, Oh, yeah, I know somebody that can change your time card to make it look like That's you only work for 15 uh, hours. So, yes, I know. Oh, you think, yeah, you know I'm thinking Keisha. Anyway, but no, yeah, I'm not denying the abuse. I'm not supporting the abuse. Yeah. I'm just saying that it that it's deeper than that. It does. On that note, guys, yeah. I love y'all. Yeah, well, sorry, we kind of went break. in. Sorry. <laughs> Shake me down Not a lot of people left around Who knows now Softly laying on the ground Not a lot of people left around 
Blowing sticky, icky, icky, get her gooey, ooey. He say she won't licky, licky, he don't know me, do we? Hey, truly, tip is just the coolest, thought you knew this. Guess the proof isn't how long a nigga do it. All we do is pour it up all night, drink sound. That's how we do, that's how we, that's how we do. And all we do is light it up all night, all you see is strange clouds. Strange clouds. Strange clouds. Hey. 
we're back with the quiches. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the money team, bitch. Uh-uh. Make me talk in my voice because I can All do right. it. <laughs> oh, you got a smack, though. Yeah, you oh, smack. I smack. <laughs> you know what? I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Close my can come out. Oh man, it's happening again. Finally, what the second coming? <laughs> that was supposed to happen. Yeah, pretty, coming today. yeah pretty much. <laughs> the second coming. Jesus is coming. Floyd yeah, Mayweather. We're coming for years. Versus Manny Pacquiao. Part. This part two, right? Part, part two. Part four. I mean, whatever. Four. <laughs> four. It's supposed to be happening. It's like rock. I already told you I didn't know what was going on. I'm like four. Um, there has has already been, you know, a Manny Pacquiao tried to sue Floyd Mayweather because uh, a Floyd said that he was using performance enhancing drugs to to the public. A whole bunch of stuff going on. They tried to make it seem like you know Floyd was scared. They tried to make it seem like Manny was scared. But it's finally going to happen. There's finally going to be a challenger for the Filipino champion. But Floyd got a lot of belts. I don't know all, all what they are because there's too many belts in boxing. I can't keep exactly. up. But the fight is supposed to be May 5th in Vegas because, you know, a money team runs Vegas, bitch. Um, who's your money on? I'm done. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> I'm going to put you in a in trunk. <laughs> Weak. See how that shit feels. Wow. No, but seriously though, who's the money on? Who are you, who are you going with? Are you going with Manny Pacquiao or, or are you going with Floyd Mayweather? Because that's the question that's on everybody's mind. I'm not any of the stuff that uh, we talked about before. <laughs> people don't care about that. This is what yeah, they're talking like, about. Oh, this is what they're talking about. And that's the line that I want to talk <laughs> about. How we don't care about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what they're going to remember. They're going to remember this conversation. Uh, it's like, yo, Access Keisha. card? Fuck that. <laughs> wait a minute, Keisha? Wait, they say my name? Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> that was the name. I'm Lucky Keisha. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm okay. going with Pacquiao. Why? Just because you don't like Floyd? No, no, no. I don't have nothing against Floyd, but Pacquiao is just as quick as Floyd, but he hits very hard. Wizzo Floyd is quick mm-hmm. and calculated with his moves, mm-hmm. but he doesn't hit as hard as Pacquiao. And if Floyd that, gets hit, it's and that's, be, exactly, and that's what it is. Like that's how Floyd wins matches. He wins matches by being Not quick and yeah. being yeah. calculated with him and tired of his opponent mm-hmm. out. But Wizzo Pacquiao has just as much as energy as him, and you know he hits harder than him. Like yeah, I see Pacquiao. Yeah. Like if he can touch him, yeah, Pacquiao. I don't, I don't see that transpiring. I see Floyd May, Mayweather beating the brakes off this man. <laughs> <laughs> because I see the reason why I see it is because of this. Because of all of the griping and girling that Manny Pacquiao has done, and his, and his, I'm not saying he's running. At this point, you are running because the man sat there and said, Cinco de Mayo, I'm picking your day uh, to beat the <laughs> shit out of you. So, but I beat you. I don't want no excuses. You agreed to the drug testing. So at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do. And you saw what he narrowed. He really lost his last night. What? Yeah, I heard him. So, so, and I watched it, and it's fun, funny too, because I'm watching it with my friend. He went and bought the fight. I walk over to his house, and I said, "This thing is not going to make it past five rounds." He says, "Yes, it is." He's so hyped, so excited, and it made it past it. But the the concept was, I'm watching Manny Pacquiao get destroyed. Like I'm watching this man's getting beat, pummeled. I'm like, he's beating Mexican out this guy. Like this is it. <laughs> Oh, he was Filipino. Yeah, Filipino, Mexican. <laughs> Whatever Latino descent he is, he wasn't after that. Filipino at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, the geography lesson after that. I'm like, what? A term? Look at 
the globe. Yes. Oh, that's not nice. I just got it. Oh, I just got it. I'm like, I'm just. I said, oh, yes. I was like, oh, you're like, yes. I see. I'm thinking it's no, but I thought it was Home Depot, like the space, not Home Depot, the people who work there. That was rude. Sometimes they don't work yeah. it. They yeah. work in the parking lot. Right. We, 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 just because everybody else is bandwagon. Hell's not bandwagon. Yes. Yeah. And I will admit, I don't know. I don't actually, I'm not gonna watch much. it. I don't really I'm gonna watch much. it. It's gonna be excited, but I don't really care who wins. Tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> They're both really good. So. How about you, Kevin? Who you going with? So no, I'm not picking a side. Nope. I'm just gonna be like, I told you. Whoever wins. Super exactly. He did. Trump he's in Congress. Somewhat, yeah. Really? He's in Congress. Yeah, over there. Yeah. 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 He's, he's ready for, for he's ready. 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 I'm going to go with Mayweather, but not for any of the other reasons. I think, I still think that, you know, a Pacquiao was scared. He, like, he has this stipulation that he knows that Floyd is not going to agree to. And he wants a 50-50 split. And you know he's not going to agree to that. Like, Floyd's not going to agree to that. Like, that's not how, how he works. They, they already went from, you know, the uh, uh, the old arena that uh, they were going to go to from um, uh, the MGA Graham Garden uh, to the MGM Grand, uh, which is... Of a difference in making uh, you know twenty million in sales and thirty million in sales, but like he's not going to give him a 50-50 split. It's not going to happen. Like that, like that's not smart. Uh, you know that's not smart boxing business. It's like it's, it's not about a, the fight. A smarter move would be moving to Texas Stadium, New Texas Stadium, <laughs> because <laughs> that thing can fit about MGM Grand and the other MGM exactly in the one, and you'd make a hundred times more. So yeah, definitely could. <laughs> But is anybody going to go to Texas to see a fight? Yes. I think so. They yeah. did. They did. Before from, uh, they won the fight? Yeah, they probably would. Yeah. They did, in fact, they yeah. They've been waiting for I mean, they went to Africa to see Muhammad Ali. I was just so thinking that. I mean, you think they Mexican anyway, so it's close to the border. Exactly. You got support in the room. They got support. That's immediately what I thought, though. I'm like, oh, he's not Mexican. Not Mexican. Sorry. Okay. I think Pacquiao's Mexican. I'm
I gotta take the package. You gotta take the package. You didn't give us everybody special, Ray J. You gave us six ghosts outside. Ray. Yes, <laughs> yes. I got an indoor pool. And and I know. Know. Oh, oh goodness! Pool. Like, come on. <laughs> Take, at least you have Oprah. No, we have Oprah. No, we have Oprah. We have Oprah. Yeah. We have Oprah. I'm sorry. No, I'm married to Oprah, though, so I'm honorary dark skin. If you really look at our dark skin, we got a nice balance. We got the really bad, like Whoopi Goldberg, and we got the really great. You know. <laughs> oh, y'all got Star Jones too. Yeah, so we, got Star Jones. Jones. we have we have Iman. We have Iman and uh. Oh, what's her name? That hates Tyra Banks, the the British model. Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell. Who said my wife? I did. She did. Yes, yes. I was like, Heidi Klum. Oh, what's Heidi Klum? Wait, wait, wait. Is that Heidi Klum married the Sue? Yeah, no. She got them. If you don't get Stemmen because she's married over, you don't get. Oh, you don't get Stemmen. Those are rules. Those are rules. She's staying with the white team. She's just mean Heidi. Okay. Oh man! I got right. Chris Brown. Just be happy with that. Damn! <laughs> you got a tiger. That's why I'm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all got Lil Wayne and Birdman. We'll take it. <laughs> you we'll take, take you like everybody until we you have, finally settle. We have to take you. All right, do. Now we got Nelson Mandela. We got uh. Gonna die uh, here. Don't worry about it. Uh, we got um. A Lincoln. A President Lincoln. Take them. I'm going to say, I don't want to Exactly. Like, wait, was, I'm not even on your team. Yeah. I can't even talk. Damn. Take them. Are you honorary? Are you honorary? Mason Page and Proclamation. No, I don't even want, I'm not. I'm Taylor Brown. Damn. Oh, uh, she rejected our nomination. All right, now you banned from election. Clearly, I can't even be on anybody's team. I'm in the middle. You say what? I'll make you a treat. We'll take Chris Brown, even though he's not dark skin. But you got to take Donovan McNabb off my hands. Man, to throw her upper? No, no, I have a tough <laughs> We keep down there. Let's take OJ for Chris Brown. <gasps> I kind of want OJ. It gives us a sense of we gangster. You saw how you heard that. You no, heard OJ that. He's that, that shit. Yo, okay. OJ is not dark skin. He likes He's he brown. Yeah, brown. OJ is a table brown. Exactly. Look at that. He's brown. He's already yours. Yeah, we got OJ. He's white too. Technically. Alright, as you know, for uh, for the people that listen, when we have, have new guests, we have them tell a fuck my life story or an FML story. Um, we might have uh, the Keishas tell, tell the story as well. The Keishas. But, but we're going to start with uh, Mr. Evan Pope. Oh, man, you want an FML story. <laughs> Alright, you know what? I'll give you my first ever FML story. Um, I was supposed to have a birthday party on birthday, which is February 25th. And it never happened. So my mom pushed it all the way back table. Now, <laughs> she sent out invites, got me balloons, a birthday cake, the whole shebang. And it was supposed to be at this place called uh, Funscape. That's all the way out in Jersey. I don't know if it's still there. Now, um, I went to a Catholic school. And before this, we had this uh, thing called, it was like right around Easter. It's called uh, Stations of the Cross. I don't really... Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, stage across. You can get dressed up and you go around. How Jesus died. Yeah, that. you watch how Jesus dies. Now, before <laughs> this <laughs> little Christ, yeah, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> the night before, <laughs> this, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was rough. <laughs> now, the night before this performance, I was, having, I was having like a real bad day. Like I wasn't feeling too well. My stomach was hurting. So my mom gave me this 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 tea. I'm not going to tell you what the tea is until we get a little bit further in the story. But she gave me this tea. So now I'm in school. My stomach's hurting. 
you know, I'm getting a headache. I still got to do stations across. I'm going backwards and forwards. So finally, we get done. We do the first show. Did the second show at night. And I decide the day before my birthday party, I'm going to go to my brother's house. Now, I go to my brother's house, and I'm sitting there. My stomach is, is in knots. I'm laying in the bed. I'm sweating. What age is this? I'm about 12 years old. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, take that back. I, I just turned. I was already 14, but my birthday cake was going to say I just turned 14. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting in the house watching TV and my stomach starts hurting and I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning, um, it's time to go to Funscape. I jump up, Funscape, fuck yeah. Like I jump up in my brother's house and cuss, nobody's there, just me and him. <laughs> so I take it upon myself, I go downstairs and I pass gas. And I'm like, my stomach is hurting a little bit. Like, okay, that's gas. You know what, I don't think that's gas. I'm going to run to the bathroom. So I run to the bathroom and I fart. Nothing happens. I leave the bathroom again. I go downstairs, I felt the same pain, so I thought it was me about to poop. I run back upstairs, fall the ass upstairs, farted again. Did it about three times. Third time, fourth time I walk back upstairs, I'm sitting like right in front of the toilet, I'm standing in front of the toilet, I sit down, fart again, fart again, I stand up. I was like, man, I'm tired of this shit. Same exact pain, same exact pain. I said, this is nothing but a fart, nothing else is going to happen. So I let it out. Splash. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm sitting there, I'm crying. I got not, I ain't got to change the clothes. I'm like, ah, So my brother, he, t- he left and went to the Chinese store. I'm standing in the bathroom about 20 minutes, shitting on him. So my brother comes in the house, what the fuck is that smell? So I'm standing, like, oh, like I'm crying in the bathroom. So he comes inside, and I'm like butt naked in the toilet. Like not toilet, in the tub. No water, just ass naked. <laughs> Just standing there, and he comes. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Why you just there?" I said, "I thought I had to fart." So he says, "Like, man, you gotta go home with this shit." So he grabs me up in a blanket, drives me back home. I'm butt ass naked in this blanket. So I get home. And my mom's like, what the hell is wrong with him? He was like, man, you did it in my bathroom all over the floor. She's like, why didn't you just sit down? I said, because I thought I had to fart. She was like, well, 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 I don't know what could have done it. So everybody's down in my house, a shower, I'm cleaned up. I let the thing go. And like, I go downstairs and my mom calls me and says, she says, I got to tell you something. I said, well, what is it? She says, you know that tea I gave you? I was like, yeah. She was like, that was, that was anti-back, like the anti-detoxing tea um did you how was the shit what color was your shit i was like what doesn't matter she said i was like mom i shit myself <laughs> by the toilet and, and she was like you shit yourself now she forgot everything to transfer like, you shit yourself now everybody is downstairs they heard this i don't know until i go downstairs so i go back downstairs all my friends are sitting there my friend uh, cj he got tears in his eyes he's crying my cousin uh squirrel he's sitting over there by the fireplace like he he's on the floor Look over, look at my friend Steve. I'm like, Steve, what's wrong? He was like, he just looks at me, tears in his eyes, like, so you shit yourself? And I was like, so Randall said, the money hurts. Ain't nobody hear me tell you you shit yourself. So, 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 so I, like, we go back downstairs and it's like, uh, Miss Lisa, we heard you say you shit yourself. He's like, well, it happens to everybody. And like, my friend CJ, my friend CJ stands up. He's like, not at this age, at 13, 14. What are you turning? Well, you turned 14 in February. But your birthday is today. So you shit yourself on your fake birthday. Because you know kids always have birthdays. So, so, so the whole car ride, I'm getting razzed. I'm like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in this car. I'm trying to jump out the car mid-stress. I don't want to live no more. We need the fun scheme. Once again, my mom is oblivious to what she is saying. She was like, don't just because you shit yourself. <laughs> you know, doesn't mean you got to have a real shitty day. Now, there's a white family over here, and this dude turns around and looks at me, and I'm like, he knows I just shit myself. <laughs> so this whole time, I'm, I'm, this guy is with me everywhere I go. He's, and he's, I know he's talking to his wife. Looking at him, 
getting shit. So, <laughs> you know, so since that day, like, I really don't drink no teas. My mom owns a tea shop. I don't do none of that shit. Anytime she offers me something, I'll take it. I just leave it alone. <laughs> That's why he didn't suck the green tea. <laughs> yeah. 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 It comes back around. Yeah. Yeah. I want the fucking green. I got the word tea in it. I'm not drink drinking it. it. It's weird. I really won't drink it. Like, like it's, it's an oxidant. <laughs> I don't drink it. I won't touch it at all. So that was like one good fuck my life story. And if that wasn't great enough, um, you can definitely hear more of this uh, tonight at the show because I got plenty more. Whether it went from a pop to uh, to uh, uh, just being a just growing up, and that plenty that in a sense. They still don't let that go. They they basically bring that up anytime. Like they said, whenever I get married, they bring that story. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna tell my wife that I shit myself. <laughs> because because if you really do it mad, it, it's just been a decade. <laughs> <laughs> I shit myself. The last time you shit was about a decade ago. You were about 25 now. <laughs> shit yourself for like 14, 15. Yeah, I shit myself now. People really don't get passes for the things that they do in, high, yeah, they in middle school. Cause <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there, but people remember oh, the things you do in middle school. Yeah. Do you have a story? Oh, not mine. Not that's <laughs> my life, but somebody peed on themselves in Bieber, and they know they did not forget. <laughs> it wasn't you. You're not. I didn't go to Bieber. <laughs> she's just, okay, she's just, I didn't go to Bieber. I didn't go to Bieber though. It's, I don't make fun of her. Ah, uh, you peed on yourself in that school. You went to. Ha ha, Keisha. Get you now in the hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Um, I don't really have. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I don't have one. I have a somebody almost took my life last night story. Damn, what? Wait, how? <laughs> Wait, and this gonna get somebody locked up? No, I, I mean, like, shout out to the man in the van on West River Drive who tried to kill me the other night. Last night, coming in my lane and tried to come yeah. and kill me. So, it could have been F my life. Yeah. No. Literally. I could have been. No, I was beeping. I was very calm. I just was looking at him and beeped and just beep. Oh, the long right. The real long beep. Yeah. Oh, I'm a beeper, so I got. I had that under control. I thought you were calm. I'm a beep. I was very calm. <laughs> I beeps. I'm in other people's cars pressing the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Check your pages. Yeah, you know, I don't really, I don't know. I don't like to think that way. <laughs> I don't life. have one either. I mean, I accidentally go to work on my day off like once a month. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> you know, I always yeah, call her like, I just, I went to work again on my day off. But remember, she's technically unemployed. <laughs> well, part-time. Yeah, it's a part-time job, so you don't even work every day. How do you go on your day off? Yeah, I do that all the time. I do it all the time. She does it all the time. I do it all the time. But yeah, and I think I don't like to think in the F- FMLs because my friend, here we go back to Twitter, he's like, everything can be F my life worthy. You shouldn't be effing your life all the time. You're right. So I was just kind of like, oh, this happened to me. Is it F my life worthy? No. Oh. Guess it ain't worth it. That might be. That might be my life worth it. That was it. Oh yeah. So clearly they need to listen to the story. Post birthday. His excuse. It was my birthday that was months removed. I'm like, I'm like, why are you still having this? But no, but that's what little kids do. You three year old, their birthday might be the 17th. They have a birthday party on the 20th. It's my birthday. You do it within a calendar month. February. She skipped two whole months. She had to get ready. This was serious. Like I'm never get that day. <laughs> yeah, you really blew it. Blew it. I had to go, I, but I muscled the stomach pains for Jesus. And, <laughs> so, but yeah, that was pretty bad. But, but we don't have a lot of, um, like Lana said, we don't have a lot of FML stories. But we'll, um, 
we like to we tell we talk about stories as far as like how how we've gotten to these events that we continue to plan or whatever. So we'll have a story for our next panel. Um, but if you want to know, uh, if you want to catch the recap video by our last panel, we kind of talk about how we even got to that panel. You can go to micheck 12com That's micheck number one spell out two dot com. You can follow Mike Check at Mike underscore Check underscore. And that's it. You can just catch us that way. I'm not giving my Make personal Make sure you're ones. at the next panel. <laughs> Follow the um, mic check so you can find out when our next panel is. It's hey. going to be the end of February or beginning of March. But, um, yeah. That's it. Thanks. I have a new fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> new one. <laughs> Something happens to you every week. I told one before, but it's I have reason. another one. So, on January the 18th, mm. A couple days ago. Oh my god, that was really a couple days ago. <laughs> Which was, yeah. well, technically it was last week. But <laughs> on, on Silver Day, when oh. there was an internet blackout oh um, of all of, you know, the websites that were in support of um, an anti-SOPA bill. And SOPA would just stop online privacy act. I mean, um, <laughs> stop online piracy act. And people, uh, which is the uh, uh, protect IP, something, something. But, so... I put up this picture on my personal mm-hmm. Facebook page, yeah. uh, which is in the design of a swastika, but it says SOPA, and it looks like a Nazi flag. Now, from far away, if you don't look at the flag and you don't read it, it would look like, you know, it was some type of Nazi thing. But some for people... Yes. <laughs> yeah, some type yeah. of Nazi thing. <laughs> the, the Nazi thing, actually. Right. Right. But and and the message that I was trying to cross is that if you mm-hmm. censor the internet, it's like the Gestapo coming in and trying to take over uh, a something that cannot be controlled. That's not the message I got across. <laughs> the message that no, I imagery. got across with that was that I am not Black Hitler, but I am regular Hitler, and <laughs> that I hate everybody. I hate the internet. I hate. All ethnicities. I'm offending people's mothers. I got text messages. I got emails. I got phone calls. And I got tweets. Me uh, and Kevin <laughs> and Melissa is doing a double time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Kevin and Blair quit because <laughs> <laughs> they said that I was a Nazi. Um, <laughs> I had people leaving comments and things about. I pretty much became the Antichrist in one in. Wow. And within an hour, you did you make artist? that image? No. See, that's the point. <laughs> I didn't even uh, make that. Were you <laughs> artists before this? A struggling artist? <laughs> <laughs> no. Adolf was. No. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, Eighty. Something rapping. I got. <laughs> <laughs> I write this. I write this. So yeah. Something painting. It's the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, you. I got um. Well, the first thing is, please don't call me about something that's on Facebook. I got tweeted on a whole nother social network about <laughs> something I did Dang. on Facebook. They followed me literally <laughs> to a whole nother site just so they could tell me how how up. bad of a person that I am because I have this this uh, uh this picture up. And just today, I realized that. I'm almost sure that none of these people have any idea what SOPA stands for. Of course not. And they couldn't understand why I would combat this uh, uh, this bill so heavily. Because when, uh, when something attacks uh, one of my streams of income, I take it personally. If you sell crack and crack becomes legal, then, I mean, you, you might protest that. Like, no, I want it to stay illegal, but I need to sell crack. <laughs> That's a bad example, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, okay. I just, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just 
this crack becomes illegal. But we already know they don't know what it is. We already established if it ain't about Pacquiao or Mayweather, we don't know. They have no clue why I put the picture up, and then I just became this like. And still to this day, I'm I'm still getting messages, still getting comments. The Tyler Perry becomes illegal. Yo, listen, there'll be another Tyler Perry presents the protest. Again, and at the march on Washington, or the march on on Tyler Studios, or wherever. Like it's it's ridiculous the things that people uh, uh you know tag when they don't understand. And this brings me to my next point. I think that the only reason that I got attacked because I'm light skin. I, <laughs> I think it's open season on light skin people. So you see I decided. You see this? This is the smallest body of life. Okay, Nobody ever. sees that in the glass. In, in, in humanity. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> As the sergeant in arms of light skinned people all across the world, I think it's time for the state of the light skin to address. So, if your nose turns red, <laughs> like it looks like shrimp colored pink. If I touch your arm and you still have my fingerprints on your arm, <laughs> if you drink Kool Aid and you can still see it on your lip, <laughs> yo, if yo, I can see your fine hairs from over here <laughs> on your arm, you're light skin. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh no, you get me started. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. So the state of the light skin address, friends and Romans, Pauls, and light skin people all over the world. It is this time of great peril that we are in that has forced me to take this podium and address us as a whole. We are in turmoil, light-skinned people. The walls are closing in, and we must stop these heinous attacks on our integrity. And honestly, we have to stop giving them ammo. We have Common and Drake beefing. We got Barack running around singing Negro spirituals and R&B. We got Jay Z naming his daughter Blue, T.I. calling Tiny beautiful, and now, now my dear brother Swiss Beats, the vice president of light skinnedness, since he married Lucia Keys, I was indicted the day after he bought the 13th most popular website and third largest file sharing site in the world, Mega Upload. The day after a worldwide protest of the SOPA and PIPA bill, light skin people, we gotta do better. We will say. The light-skinned prayer for Brother Swiss and a few. But first, let's just address how we can fix this current state that we're in. Oh, they thought it was over for us when Michael Jackson joined our club. They, they thought it was over for us when Christopher Williams was in New Jack City. They thought it was over for us when Terrence Howard got caught carrying a purse. They thought it was over for us when the DeBarge family... Kept introducing new members. <laughs> Aren't you one of them? They thought it was over for us when OJ wrote that book. They thought it was over for us when J Lo started singing. Now she's Spanish, but she said nigga, so we grouped her in. They thought it was over for us when Tiger Woods cheated on his half a white woman. They thought it was over for us when Tyler Perry went from homeless in a dress to stage plays in a dress to movies in a dress. To t- I mean, you get the point. They thought it was over for us when Beyonce almost sucked the entire funny out of an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> they counted us out when Jesse Jackson said he was going to cut Barack Obama's nuts off. Through all of these trials and tribulations, we prevail, and we need unity to survive. Fact. If enough light-skinned people unify, 
that equals one dark skinned person. Now I'm not sure how many light skinned people it takes. I mean, don't look it up. Trust me, I've done research. But anywho, uh, without anyway, unity, somehow Terrence J or Drake is going to rise up and overthrow Harry Belafonte as the reigning king of light skinned people. And we can't have this shit. It cannot go down that way. Now, uh, let's bow our heads and say a prayer for our dear brother Swizzle. <laughs> dear light skinned Jesus, oh we <laughs> we come to you, your light skinned people. Please help us use our light skinnedness for good and not for evil. Please help us be true to light skinnedness and from our head to our hearts. And through unity, we all wish one day to be dark. Light skin. <laughs> now, if we aren't careful, light skin will go back out of style. And we can't have that either. And so in the words of our acting light skin vice president, DJ Drama. I like that. I like that. We gone. We gone. Thank you. Gina, baby, I don't have no money. I don't have no end. Gina, I'm ass out. I'm going through something right now. I told you that. Oh, you mean a what up? Oh, a what up? I said a what up? Oh, a what up? I said a what up? Oh, a what up? Well, alright. I'm going through something with life. A pussy and patrol make you feel alright. Pussy and patrol make you feel alright. Pussy and Patron, that's some great advice I'm going through something with life A pussy and Patron, make you feel alright Pussy and Patron, make you feel alright Pussy and Patron, that's some great advice Welcome to my diary Stressing got me gray hair Something to inspire me Rather than society's woes Let me go, let me shine a little bit, love I want diamonds too Ronnie on Players Club I used to have a 9 to 5 Fresh out of school, that was 05 That bitch was racist, got me fired Ever since then, I had no job Pushing in my mama van Stop for gas on Rosecrans Trust me, these niggas rush me for something My cousin probably did Guilty by association Story of my life, nigga You gon' make me flip this bitch Oh shit, judge, give me life Never pain since my grandma's death Uncle killed at Louis Burgers Hold my tears, I try my best Let it go, drench my pullover Cycles of a starving artist Trying to go beyond the marches Marches maintaining my modest parties That's our dream So while I go through all this All this bullshit, what you call it Life itself, I know what helps Let me scroll through my Blackberry Hey, what's up, daddy? I'm going through something with life But pussy and Patron make you feel alright Pussy and Patron make you feel alright Pussy and Patron, that's some great advice I'm going through something with life But pussy and Patron make you feel alright Pussy and Patron make you feel alright Pussy and Patron got some great advice All I need in this lifetime, pussy and Patron, give me that, once you give me that, once again it's on, bitch I'm swag up, hoes popping when I'm off that school, coming down clean, tell your baby mama what it do, where your friends at, I got long dick, what it is, gon' poke it out, situate your little positives, how I live, bitch shot, on my grind, already, I'ma lay it down like a carpenter, when you let me, when you let me, when you let me, when you let me, when you let me. I can't get enough of fire, fans, you're 
Watch my every step Man, I hate to work for them One time I tried to work for me But that shit didn't work for me And here I am Stressing, questioning My direction, man What to do? Nothing's moving Traffic jam Wiggle through it Pop the cork and take the fluid Bust that pussy open Bust that pussy open Bust that pussy open So Balls deep You dig? Retrieve, relief You dig? Let's kill a bottle of tequila and lie butt naked telling the truth What ya? What's up? I had a long day and I really wanna fuck Take a double shot to the face and forget about my whole day Cause all I've been thinking the whole day Whole day Whole day I'm going through something in life But pussy and Patron make it feel alright Pussy and Patron make it feel alright Pussy and Patron, that's some great advice I'm going through something in life But pussy and Patron make you feel alright Pussy and Patron make you feel alright Pussy and Patron, that's some great advice All I need in this lifetime, pussy and Patron Give me that, once you give me that Once again it's on, bitch I'm swagged up Hoes popping when I'm off this school Coming down clean, tell your baby mama what it do Where your friends at, I got long dick what it is, gon' poke it out, since 